and welcome to another bonus episode of That Tech Pod. I'm Gabby Schulte. And I'm Laura Milstein. And today we're trying to talk about understanding vaccine passport privacy concerns. Privacy and data protection is what we want to talk about today. So to help us do this, we've brought on Debbie Reynolds. That's right, the data diva herself. So Debbie, first off, thank you for for being here today. Well, thank you. It's fun to be able to have this chat with you today. Absolutely. So as a world-renowned technologist, thought leader, uh, advisor, handling global data privacy, we feel you are the perfect person to talk about this today. So can you tell us, just let's dive in. What do you think about vaccine passports? We're seeing some iterations of this kind of happening in different places. Um, I know, you know, in, in some places in Europe, uh, New York's kind of starting to think about it. So tell us what you think about vaccine passports in terms of data privacy. Yeah. Well, first of all, I remember this time last year we were talking about the possibility that there will be vaccine passports. And people thought, that's crazy. Like, that'll never happen. But it's happening now. Uh, and it's really interesting. So I think, it, you know, vaccine passports are a concern um, because a lot of times people aren't sure who is managing the data and how that data is being protected. So uh, just to give you sort of a background, and it's different in the U.S. versus kind of other countries. So first of all, when people think of their health information in the U.S., you think about things like HIPAA, where there are laws protecting your health information. But if you, uh, HIPAA privacy, the privacy rule in HIPAA applies to patient-provider um interactions and and things like that. So if you're, let's say you go to like an independent place that's not your doctor or whatever, uh, and you have a, uh, uh, like a, a COVID test or something like that, that may not, you know, if it's not considered like a patient provider situation, those protections, uh, do not apply. So what would apply would be consumer uh, data protections, which are much less stringent than kind of for a medical type of situation. So when we're thinking about vaccine passport, um, the, the data protection that applies to the vaccine passport depends on who is issuing passport. So again, if it's not a patient provider situation in the U.S. Uh, HIPAA laws don't apply, so it'd be those consumer laws would apply. So we're seeing a lot of different companies run into this space, right? They have nothing to do with health, and so the challenge there is because they don't have the same legal obligation to protect your data in the way that a health, you know organization would, people are concerned about that information possibly being used against them. You know, like, you know, for example, let's say someone says, okay, you know, I have COVID or I had COVID and then, you know, they don't want like a bank to say, well, we, we're not going to give you a loan because, or we're not going to hire you because you're sick. So that's, 
that is a concern that we have in the U.S. In other countries outside the U.S., like in Europe, um, they're different. Uh, uh, oh, let me back up. One other difference that we have in the U.S. that's different from a lot of other countries is that we have kind of a private health system. So not everyone is in the health system. So, so the vaccine passport system could possibly be kind of bigger than even kind of the documented sort of patients in kind of our medical health system in the U.S. So it's kind of a big deal um, because this is the, the data or the databases of people who want to travel and be able to have these vaccine passports it kind of doesn't exist. It's, it's being created right now, and, and that could possibly be sort of a bigger number than the people who have insurance or are plugged into kind of a metal, medical patient provider situation. Um, so then on the flip side, we have places in Europe and other countries where they have universal health care. So in, in theory, the, those people are plugged into a medical system, and then their data if they're working with or, or those passports are issued by those health providers, they'll have that kind of more stringent protection, even though in Europe, as we know, they have GDPR, so they have more robust data protections anyway. But those are kind of two big differences, I would say. So, so Debbie, on that, um, so I know in France they have like um, a, a – scan like everybody has a barcode essentially uh where like you could just go to a restaurant and they can scan your barcode so they know you were vaccinated um i had a friend who just was there and was like it was crazy as an american i had to like show i was an american though i didn't have a scanner um and so it's it's very different and so when you're mentioning gdpr and overseas and all of those things i think something like this is is different because it's such a global thing that I'm wondering, you know, is it fair in some ways? For example, there are some people that fundamentally don't want to be vaccinated and some that need to be or want to be or really believe in it. And then there are some people that wish they could be, but because it hasn't been tested on everything and maybe they have a disorder, they can't be vaccinated. So I'm wondering, you know, what are the lines with having a passport when you're saying privacy wise, if I have a medical condition that I can't be vaccinated, is that now knowledge that other people would have? Because I would have to say the reason I don't have that is this are there any concerns around you know people that don't you know they i'm not sure i'm asking this correctly but right i'm, I'm just <laughs> I know what yeah please I know what please jump in so, right so you're you're saying right so if someone if people assume that you should have a, a vaccine passport and you don't have it you know you may have to you may feel like you're in a position where you have to divulge more information about your medical situation exactly. that maybe you want it to. Mm-hmm. The problem with that or the issue with that is that you may have to do that, but that, that information is not protected under things like HIPAA because you literally volunteered it to someone else. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I and I just think all of that is it's it's scary. That's all. That's the word. Yeah. I'm just it's it's scary because it is a fine line between you, you. There's so many unknowns in all of these. I mean, 
not even talking just COVID vaccines. I mean, think about the, you know, original vaccines back in the day. There was a million different ones for, for measles and mumps and things like that. And there was never a thing where you had to prove that you had that shot to leave the country. But I do remember that you had to have some of these before you went to school. And so now we're looking at a global thing that's affecting everyone that they're saying, hey, prove this. And there, I do think there's a lot to be scared about when it comes to privacy with that. And I think there's the aspect of some people looking at it where you're just proving that you're not spreading this disease. But in the data sense, I think it's honestly, I'm against it. I have to be honest. I don't uh, because and not saying I'm against the COVID vaccine or anything with that. I, I'm saying I'm I'm against having to show a passport that proves I was vaccinated with anything. Um, because I do think it's it's a it's a I'm I'm truly afraid of uh, what they do in China with the credits with the scores. I don't want my data score at all. I don't want any of right. that. I'm afraid of hiding, Laura. <laughs> well, who knows? Yeah. It's because who's making that decision? Because that's that's yeah. my thing. Is you know how many points did I get because I googled you know a book that other people said this is a bad book, so I lost two points and now I can't leave the country. I I don't know. So, Debbie, do you think that we're headed in that direction? Because I'm scared. Uh, we're there already. You just don't know it. So, uh, well, that a was lot a of horrible. A lot of information. <laughs> a lot of information about us that we, you know, companies can infer things about us and make decisions about us that we don't even know about. So, in our country, it's problematic because a lot of those inferences are not covered by privacy laws and they're not transparent. So uh, let's say, let's say you, you, let's say you're on social media and you said you had COVID, right? And then you're applying for a job. So it, let's say an employer looks you up, they see if you saw that, you know, if you had COVID or whatever, they, and you apply for a job, they could decide not to interview you as a result. So what? So you wouldn't know. You would never know, right? But that information is sort of out there, um, or you know, they can they can infer a lot of things. So for me, I'm concerned that the data that is out in the wild about people can be used against them in some way, in a way that they are not knowledgeable about, or in a way that they can't do anything about. So that part. The data collection and the inferences that are made, that concerns me quite a bit. Um, but I think, you know, uh, all of these, um, I, let's see, the, the best way I can put it is uh, in the U.S., for example, let's say uh, companies also have to follow OSHA regulations. Right. So OSHA regulations in the U.S. is about kind of workplace health and safety and stuff like that. And right. part of the OSHA regulations is about things that happen to people when they're at work. So if you catch COVID when you're at work, that could be an OSHA issue for the, the employer. So that's one reason why a lot of employers are saying, you know, you have to be vaccinated. Uh, they don't want like an OSHA issue. Uh, they don't want you to 
to say, okay, I was well, and then I went to work, and then I got COVID. You know what I'm saying? So right. a lot of the, that's one part. And then the second part is just money, right? Businesses want to be in business. They want to stay in business. So mm-hmm. if they feel that these these vaccine passports help to to create more a more healthy, safe environment for them and their uh, the people who go to their restaurants or their their stores or you know use their services, they're going to do it. Right, and you know I think like all of these are valid points around data privacy, but I feel like the, and, you know, not trying to guess what the intentions are of the people behind, like the companies behind the vaccine passports, but to like everyday people, I think if you were to ask them, like there'd be generally, you know, if they're not like too data data privacy savvy, like they'd be like, oh yeah, I mean like, yeah, we want to stop the spread of COVID. So I'm wondering like, what's the happy, is there a happy medium in terms of like, um, you know, trying to prove that someone is vaccinated since if their community spread is high and we're trying to like tamp this down um, and protecting their data as well. Is it a universal healthcare system? <laughs> like would that, would that make things easier since if that information could be protected under HIPAA? Um, but I don't yeah, think so. What do you think? I mean, look at overseas with Europe because they have that. But yeah, Debbie, Debbie, tell us. Tell us, Debbie. Tell why us, don't you tell answer? Us, tell <laughs> us. I think yeah, right. If we had a universal healthcare system, it could possibly make that part easier in terms of the protection because it would it could be plugged into kind of this patient provider thing. But as I said, Europe also. So let's say Europe had no data protection for health at all. Okay, their consumer laws are still more robust than our laws here in the U.S. So we're kind of behind in terms of being able to cover data or or cover or protect data that's not in a patient provider situation. And so COVID, you know, you know, I used to tell people when you would ask someone how they were, that was like rhetorical questions, you know, but now it's like, you know, people tell you about what's going on with them and their health and, you know, other health conditions. And that's something that we're, we were not used to before. And I, you know, I'm concerned about all this information about people's health in general being more public in a way that, you know, possibly some companies could decide, okay, this person is a high risk and then, you know, they can't get a loan or they can't get this job or something like that. So I'm, my concern is, the misuse and abuse of information about pills against that. Right. And and just to follow up on that and last question that we have for you, Debbie, because we don't want to take too much of your time, is, you know, we're, we're the kind of bottom line, I think, that we're kind of coming to around vaccine passports is that U.S. is behind the curve both on, well, yeah, both on sort of healthcare in a sort of blanket um blanket way where there's more americans that are in the healthcare system and also on data protection so i guess on the data protection side um are we getting are we heading to a place where we can get a little bit you know closer to the curve instead of behind the curve like what can you tell us about that um 
Well, you know what? They are, I guess we're, we're, we're inching. We're inching uh, uh, towards the Slow inch towards the center, yeah. Yeah, it's like a snail pace at this point. Um, <laughs> but really, the, the thing that's happening now in the U.S. is happening on an incremental basis, and it's happening on a state level. And that's these uh, state passing consumer privacy laws. So the thing that that brings is more protection or more obligations for businesses, certain businesses or certain companies that handle sensitive data of individuals. So like health information or biometric information, Uh, some of those laws that are being enacted, you know, sort of, let's say before those laws, uh, companies may not have had an obligation to get consent for things. Uh, related to that, uh, even if it was not medical, right? Um, or, you know, instead of this, them just saying, okay, this is how we handle our data, they may have to sort of ask you for stuff. So I think the state regulations, even though, you know, there aren't enough states to have that, um, but they're trying to roll in more situations where they're kind of grading the data types and so for data types that are of a more sensitive nature about like health or myometrics, they're saying we want to protect that more and we want to create more obligations for businesses to protect it, not only from a data privacy perspective, but also cybersecurity. So those are the two things that are happening that are can give you hope. Uh, but, you know, if you don't live in one of these states, then, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, I I agree with all of that. Well, Debbie, thank you so much for coming on to our show today and uh, hopping on for this bonus episode to dive deeper into, you know, letting all of our listeners uh, get a better understanding of vaccine passport privacy concerns. And as always, you definitely, uh, the data diva knows what's going on. So, so we appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me on the show. This is a great, great question, ladies.